Perhaps it was worthless. Hello, America. Eddie, I'm talking to you today from Eddie Robinson. Let's just use this one. So, uh, hey, welcome to the Never Too Much podcast. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I got a bracket in front of me, and I don't know if it's going to go south if I can't fill it out anymore after the first game of the mm-hmm, tournament hits. That's my dad. And uh, we're going to look at his bracket. I'm going to fill it out. But first, oh, you know what I listened to? I finally listened to a famous replacements bootleg. Uh, it may have been in that Michael Azaret. Your band is our life and your life is our band. That that book, and it may have been about in that book, they, they went to Kentucky and they played like, 80 minutes, 42 minutes cover songs. October 1st, 1984, the Jockey Club in Newport, Kentucky. It's on the bootleg, hilariously called More Song Buildings and Bob because they, it was all cover songs and they just changed all the title of every song to Bob in honor of their guitar player, Bob Stinson. So, uh, Stairway to Bob. Help me, Bob. Just help me, Rhonda. Little GT Bob. Free Bob. Leonard Skinner. Bob Night Special by CCR. No, it was Saturday Night. So it, was, it was Saturday Night Special. That's by Leonard Skinner. That was good. Uh, God Save the Bob. Bob <laughs> Beat. It's a Love Beat by the DeFranco family. Uh, also, Ch- Cherokee People. Cherokee Bob was good. I, I had fun with that. Uh, Hitching a Bob. Doing a share song. How do you lose? Oh, they did it. But they may have done another one. Blue Suede Bob, Jailhouse Bob. Uh... Oh, that. then they got, oh, yeah, the, the crowd got angry after a while. They, there was one guy that kept saying, play a song. Because <laughs> they didn't, they didn't, like, they do some of Jailhouse Bob, but not all of Jailhouse Bob. Uh, and then they, they, they ended up doing, uh, Although they tried to do Going Out of My Head by Little Anthony and the Imperials. And uh, going out of that, that song. And then they finished with When You Were Mine by Prince, which was like their only sincere song of the night. They didn't do any of their songs. How were they? Were they good? They were drunk. Oh. They were horribly drunk. Their, their, their 12-year-old bass player was on all the drugs. And uh, it was the only way to possibly enjoy that show is to just get as drunk as they are and just be silly too so i i had a good time listening to it because i knew what the joke was going to be but i can't imagine being there and just be like okay we've done 16 songs from the am gold in 1972 uh and then there was a bulls game the bulls uh uh it was bad they lost dad they lost to the buzzer Bulls shot a ridiculous amount of threes, and that was the only way they were in the game because they played modern basketball, but it was really a drag to watch because it was DeMar DeRozan forcing them. And Who was hitting the threes for the Bulls? No one. They just shot like a medium percent, and that was, but it was just enough to keep them in the game. They, they played well. They caused turnovers, and, you know, Billy Donovan had some issues down the stretch keeping Kobe White in the game. Defensively, but yeah. Oh, Vucevic missed all seven of his. And Ouch. Pat Bev and Dosumo missed. Well, I guess it was bad. But no, they finished 38%, which is good. 
It was bad, though. Was Big Zach leading the way? Yeah, he was tremendous. He was tremendous, even though he missed 15 shots. You know, maybe maybe I should have looked at the box score before. <laughs> Patrick Williams played well. Yeah, the Kings are He good. missed 15 shots and they shot 38%? He missed 15 shots overall. They, they shot... DeRozan out of nowhere had four of six from deep. Kobe White finally settled up to shoot right in back of the three-point line instead of like 12 feet behind the three-point line. So shockingly, he hit four out of six by doing it the right way. Pat Williams hit three out of five when the rookie came in, who you haven't seen yet, Dalen Terry. Uh, we're here to about, talk about college and your plans for college. And uh, we have a new sponsor. It's called plansforcollege.net. And uh, no, we're going to do the bracket. And, oh, I forgot about the basketball cards. Keith Parrish at Fast Break Breakfast uh, texted me when I was out in the road with Genevieve and the dog and said, hey, I'll give you some money if you come over and uh, watch a game with me on the stream team thing that he does at Fast Break Breakfast. And I had a good time, and uh, immediately after I heard that, I, I went out and I bought over, 50, uh, over how much he gave me in basketball cards. But, you know, they were selling basketball cards for like a dollar a pack, so I might open that up. Let's do the bracket. Right? Okay. 62 games? 64? What is it? Games? 2023? Uh, 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 82 team bracket. Oh, that's right. They got the six, two, four, six, eight games that are the first four in. Yeah. Who won last night? Uh, we should have looked that up. Fairly Dickinson, I know, has. So I be, know more about Fairly <laughs> Dickinson than I know about most of these teams on, the, on this bracket. So they'll be playing Purdue. I don't know if they won. I gotta go look it up right now. This is this is typical behind the scenes. Yeah, like in Google, Fairleigh Dickinson is so low that when you you know when you type in Alabama, it's like let me show you some sports scores. When you type in Fairleigh Dickinson, it's like oh they, you gotta be direct. Eighty four to sixty one. So that's who, who's Purdue Purdue will be getting. Do you want to do you want to start with Purdue? Uh, Where sure. are they at? Where uh, are they at on years? Well, they get the number one seed, so their first game is against- Friday. Yeah. Fairly Dickinson. All right, I'm picking Purdue. Yeah. All right. And Purdue comes out. I have, you know, it's the hometown team, and it's been number one pretty much the whole year, so you got to stick it with your heart when you do these things because they're such a laugh anyway. You're going to lose. So I have Purdue going all all the way almost, and uh, I uh, they're going to be a great to watch. They're only a tough game. is going to be Memphis. And that's going to be their second game. And I have them down as they can really lose that game easy because Memphis is hot right now. Memphis is good. And uh, if Purdue can get beat up pretty good by a team with a uh, defense and get out of their offense, they have a stand. No matter what Edie does, they have a good chance of not winning a game. I have them going on because they're the number one. I live with them in the town with them. So, you know, i got to stick with them. There's a river. Yeah. There's there a, river. a river. I'm on the other side of it. They make sure they know when I cross it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm true. pretty sure. The cameras these days. All right. Well, then, if that's the case and you're scared about Memphis, on my bracket, I'm going to pick FAU to beat Memphis. Now, I don't know what FAU stands for, but I want to avoid the heartbreak. I want to get the vibes on that side. And Penny Hardaway is coach of Memphis, right? So yes. I, I'm yes. used to just things being sad and not working out with him. Well, FAU stands for Florida Atlantic, and they were 31-3. and three. Oh, yeah. So they should be the top seed then. <laughs>
everyone with your Florida Atlantic cheers. Let them loose right I here. mean, it's not just Florida. It's the whole Atlantic. It's the whole Atlantic. Yeah. It's so you get... Second biggest ocean on the earth. Then again, the Gulf is pretty hopping. Yeah, it does. Okay, so I'm going okay, so to go with that. Duke Oral and Oral Roberts. Can you find two more loathsome universities? <laughs> Flip a coin. God knows, huh? And catch it. And, and, and It comes up Duke. It does. Okay, okay fine. 512. Oh, but just for your, uh, for love, for you, uh, I have them playing Lafayette, uh, Louisiana Lafayette. You, you Louisiana beating Tennessee. Beating Tennessee, oh, yeah. I'm getting in on that action then. Okay. Yeah, and then coming up with Duke still winning because Lafayette. See, there's always, this is the thing when you're filling out these brackets, you know it's just a, not a waste of time, but it's silly because you're not going to do it unless you're one in 640,000. But there's always upsets, right, in the second and first round. And this is the one I tried to pick. Because when you're picking these teams, you know someone's going to lose that's not supposed to. So you look for, you know. I mean, I use seedings, and I use records, and then I use God, God Almighty. And uh, I came up with uh, Lafayette beating them and then moving on to Duke and Duke and Purdue playing together, which will be exciting because Duke is, anytime you get to beat Duke, we should get on YouTube and just find old videos of teams beating Duke. And then again, you'd have to watch Duke. Uh, Kentucky and Providence, two Rick Pitino teams. Um, hmm, okay, well, it's good to see both of them off probation. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, Even though we still have Kelvin Sampson trucking along. Oh, is he in on this? Oh, oh right. boy, we'll, get, we'll get to him. Okay. Oh, you know what? I think... Uh, Kelvin Sampson is going to have to play. Let me look here. One of his uh, assistant coaches when he was at Indiana has moved on to get another job. And it was the assistant coach that did most of the bad phone calls for Kelvin. Mm. And so they're going to have to, you know, it's kind of like they're going to go out to court together, <coughs> handcuffed together, and release it at center court. I don't like Kelvin Sampson. I don't like anything about him. I don't like his system. But he's got the best team in the country, which is a problem. I'm going to give it to Montana State. <laughs> oh, they're close. I didn't hear anything. What you just said. It's close. Kelvin Simpson. You had 42 elk and some old prospector voting with you. Uh, Michigan State. Hmm. See, I, we watched Michigan State go from that hotel in the loop to down the hallway into yeah. their bus. Yeah. And they had like all these brass instruments, trombones and such. Yeah, they can't read them. Right in their ear. They can't read them. Right in their ear. And ever since then, they lost. So. Well, they're going to lose to Marquette. The way I have it. Oh, okay. Well, I'm going to go USC the, then. Yeah. They're beating, they're beating Southern Cal, I'm thinking. I'm hoping. You know, West Coast and all. <coughs> I, I don't stay up till. 11 o'clock at night to watch these guys on the West Coast. You watch. So chances I might run into Bill Walton. And so 6.5 million, I read, he makes a year. Bill Walton? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Probably just talking to corporations. 100%. Yeah. 100%. No, just talking basketball. No. no yeah. No way. Yeah, way, way. That's Stephen A. Smith money. I, I, well, Stephen is beyond that, but. Yeah, they had a whole list of announcers. How much they no, make? The other no, day. no. They paid. They T paid. Tariko makes a lot of money, and uh, Bill. There's no Bill Walton. May make that off the court. 
but in terms of ESPN and the NBA, he's in I was college. quite surprised. He's paid entirely in Dick's Picks, which three people are going to laugh. Dick's Picks are a brand of uh, Grateful Dead bootleg. I'm one of the three. <laughs> well, he, well, he's fun, but he's crazy. Yeah, I have Michigan State losing to Marquette. Marquette's a very strong team. One of the uh, problems is they run into Purdue, and uh, they're a very good team. And uh, I don't, uh, I pick Purdue because you know I'm using my heart instead of my head. That's what you got to do in these things. Uh, but I have Marquette getting all the way to Purdue in the East Finals, and the Purdue coming out of the East and running into Arizona, which is the team, kids. Arizona. Okay, well, let's go to that bracket then. With the Arizona bracket, the Alabama bracket, Alabama, the uh, the uh, South bracket. Okay, well, let's start with Arizona at the bottom. You got them over those uh, nerd nicks of Princeton. That's good. Yeah, as Alabama beaten Maryland, which is a Big Ten game. A Big Ten can knows how to. They don't have great players. They have medium sized players. Uh, you know, six eight ish, but they just have played a whole Big Ten season, and that is pretty tough. I'm not taking anything away from the SEC. They're good, but the Big Ten is elbows and knees and fingers, and uh, okay. you gotta you gotta win it. Okay. Well, so I have Alabama coming against Charleston, the thirty-one and three team, thirty-one and three team. Oh, okay. And I picked an upset, and I picked Charleston to beat them because they've been winning so much all year. I uh, you like, Alabama losing to Charleston? Yes. Oh, yes. Yes. I got to tell you, uh, when I was a young man, I was on a basketball team, LTHS, in 1970, undefeated the year before Quinn Buckner came along. And uh, we won the state with Owen Brown and Marcus Washington, who went on to Marquette in Maryland. And we were undefeated all year. And then when you win that many games, you get such a feeling as a team that no one can beat you. And I'm counting on that with Charleston to say, Alabama, we're going to whip your butt. Because we've won all year, and we don't care what you got. So it's one of those, dear God, is this the upset? Please tell me. And then they have Charleston coming out against Arizona, which is a very good team. But they're out west, you know. They're, they're I don't want to say uh, tofu, but they're out west. Don't say tofu. And don't say tofu. Don't say tofu. All right. Uh, well. Anyway, I have Arizona beating Charleston because I think they've come to their summit. After they beat Alabama, they're going to be so whipped and tired. They have a week off after they do that. Okay. So, all right, Virginia. You have Virginia beating Furman? Uh, this is 64-14. So <laughs> no, this is uh, the first round. You got Charleston beating Virginia? Looking for the bracket. What, where were we at? Oh, yeah, Virginia. There we go. Yeah, Virginia beating uh, you've Furman. Creighton. Then Virginia beating Creighton. You've Creighton beating uh, NC State. I have NC State beating Creighton because I'm still upset over the Doug McDermott. No, trade. I have Baylor beating Creighton. Uh, yeah, Baylor's going to kick NC State's butt. I'm going to have Furman beat Virginia because Andy Furman, Cincinnati radio personality, follows me on Twitter. No. <laughs> NC State plays Creighton, and I have Creighton beaten NC State. Yeah. This is hard to catch up when you're talking. Sorry. But, you, uh, yeah, I have Creighton beating you at uh, yeah, NC State. And then Creighton beating Baylor? No, Baylor. Baylor's a good team. Baylor's a good team. Okay. Yeah, Baylor's going to beat Creighton. So Baylor, Baylor's Arizona. A, yeah. 
And then so I have Alabama, Charleston, Baylor, Arizona, Purdue, Duke, Kansas State, and Marquette. And those are, every one of those is a great team. Every one of those son of a guns is. And you just have well, Arizona. Duke's not, but. Big Duke. batch of Richard Jefferson's holding on to, to, to beat Charleston. <laughs> yeah, big batch of Richard Jefferson. Well, Dunk you know. it, Richard. Dunk it. All right, well, let's move on to the to the Midwest. To the other side. Is that your top? Okay, yeah, Houston. Houston. Yeah, yeah Houston. Houston. It, with that cheater, Calvin's. Can I say that out loud? Oh, yeah, yeah, you can say that. Well, he's a cheater. He's been proven a cheater three times. And we're supposed to assume, of course, that now he's got the number one team in the country, that he has stopped cheating. I disagree. But his assistants are the ones that have to worry about it, not me. What if? Hear me out. Because I don't know anything about this guy other than bleep this guy. What if he's just, he's not as good a cheater anymore? Well, he's got a number one team in the country, so somehow we got these players. Okay. But I'm saying maybe the next one. Okay. Okay. But, like, cheaters can lose their fastballs. Sure. Rick Pitino coaches for Iona. Yeah. The, yeah. And, and believe me, his assistants are worried. <laughs> his assistants do all the dirty work. And they're told to do it, and they do it, and they get away. You know, if they don't get away with it, it's their ass, not Calvin Sampson's. I mean, he got fired from Indiana because he was geez. cheating. But guess what happened? He got rehired 20 minutes later. Because, as we all know, from what was that guy's name? Dave Bliss down in SMU? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That yeah. sounds like a, a, a principle. Now, I'm sorry, Calvin, if comparing you to David Bliss, who lost a player through murder. Uh, it hits home and close to you, but you're a cheater, so you deserve it. Yeah, yeah. And remember when Clyde Drexler left, average like twenty five and five for the Rockets, and then he quit to to coach the Houston team. Yeah, no one, no one does. And he had Moses Malone's kid. Moses Malone Jr. was six feet tall. <laughs> Artist There's Gil- the junior part. Artis Gilmore was at the Bulls game yesterday, and Stacey King. He looked better than Stacey King, first yeah. of all. Yeah, like he could could just sure destroy him. Like he I would have say if they played eleven to three in a game between Artis Gilmore right now and Stacey King. Um, okay, Iowa Auburn. Oh, well, I, I want to see Charles Barkley happy. Well, it's always fun, but uh, I don't have him beaten Iowa. Iowa's Big Ten. My heart's with the Big Ten. Tough, solid, strong basketball. Good basketball. No stupid basketball. No 43-pointers and no uh, bad shots. Iowa's very well coached. They got the kids, yeah, the kids, coach's son. Two-pointers of the good shots. Well, I did. It was interesting the other day listening to you watch the game, and I, I, I heard about the Holy Trinity, what the pros consider, a layup, a three-pointer, or a foul shot. Right? Those Pretty are much. the ways to score. Well, that's what Iowa does. They have uh, France kids out there shooting long. And they Big Ten, so they run the ball forever in an offense pattern until they get someone open and they let it loose. But Houston is so big and so strong that I think Houston's just going to beat a Big Ten team like they should because they're a tremendously talented team. And they come out against Indiana, which is the most <coughs> upside-down crazy. Indiana is you just take a ball or a quarter and you throw it in the air. And how it comes down is how they're going to play. They're either really, really bad or really, really good, as we saw in the tournament, the Big Ten tournament, where they fold it. But they're the one chance 
that Houston could be stopped because they can play well. And they, they're Indiana, for Christ's sakes. And they should be psyched to play against Kelvin Sampson, who took three years out of the Indiana basketball schedule with his punishments, with the uh, what the NCAA handed down to Indiana. Now, see, to me, that's a plus. I don't yeah. have to watch those stupid candy stripe pants for three years. <laughs> Cream and crimson. <sighs> Disgusting. No, 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 no. you got to uh, see, I'm an old man, so I saw them back in 76, 77. <sighs> 78. I saw him in the good days when they were losing in the first round and Bobby Knight would walk back to the hotel room by himself. That was that was my prime. That was, ah, that was great. Hey, let me tell you a secret. In 1976, before you were even born, if someone had said, you have a child coming, he's going to be a boy, and uh, I'd give him a, uh, uh, a scholarship to Indiana right now, would you do it? Ah, I'd have said, Bobby Knight with my kid? Boy, that'd be perfect. Perfect. And then I heard the Illinois halftime tape, and I used my head and watched him a little bit more and realized, wow, this guy is psycho beyond belief. But I always have the throw. It was at Purdue when he threw the chair across the floor. And that's always always fun to remember. Yeah, Indiana is, uh, Woodson's doing the best he can. Per college basketball, it's always recruiting. Everyone in those coaches knows more about basketball than anyone listening to this podcast. They're good coaches, but if they don't have the talent, they can't get the kids to sign up with them. I mean, that's Notre Dame's big, huge problem. Along with graduation. Yeah, Butch Van Bredikoff listens to this podcast. Butch Van Bredikoff, I love your father. Bad, good coach, good guy down at the end of the bench there with the L.A. Lakers. <laughs> he took Wilt on first, didn't he? With yeah, you know, he, I wrote a thing about him. He didn't. We watched it one time. He he he, he kind of flamed out. Uh, okay, wait. So I well, I'm, how about this? I'm. So you have Indiana beaten Houston? No. No, Houston goes to the Final Four for me. And and one of the games I have starred, I have several games starred in my bracket as I was filling it out. My brain went, eh, idiot, don't go with your heart constantly. I have uh, the Houston-Texas. I have Texas coming out to play Houston. Now, you can imagine Houston against Texas. There's going to be some rivalry because all those players are going to know each other. They've grown up playing in the same camps and the same yeah, it's like high schools, and they're going to be just it's going fighting to be a killer. in the same annexation wars and stuff like that. And this stuff's been going on for 300 years, man. Right. Thank God the trenches were still there. Yeah. yeah. So the, okay, so you have Texas beating Penn State, Texas A&M. Oh, no, Texas. Okay, well, I'm going to do a Texas Texas yeah, A&M. It, that has have, to happen. No, and, and Texas, I have a start. If you guys want to see a basketball game, I, if it goes how I have it, Texas against Xavier is going to be a, a stud finder. It is going to have a laser that's going to point directly to one of the great teams that's going to come out into the final four, final eight, and uh, be really good. The winner of the Xavier-Texas game. I have it as Texas. Um, where are they playing it? I don't see where they're playing it. I don't see what country. I don't know who's got to travel more. But... Uh, they're here to the final. Oh, yeah, good call. Uh-huh. But Texas, is, I have beating Marquette, and that is a game to be seen, and I wouldn't be a bit surprised if Marquette beats tar- uh, Texas. All I want is someone to beat Houston, and I don't see that happening. Where's Marquette? What? Okay. Um, Xavier. Yeah. Marquette to Texas. Okay. Marquette's on the other side. Listen, we're not here... To, okay, mm-hmm. so you have. <coughs> oh, 
Oh, I'm, Texas, have I'm an idiot. I can't read my own writing. It's Xavier. Xavier. Texas against Xavier. So that's the star game. That's a star game. Purdue Memphis is a star game. Yes. Okay. Oh yeah, because that could knock the number one seed out early. Memphis is that good. And you have another game in the next bracket, which we'll get to. Uh, I'm gonna have Auburn beating Houston because Charles Barkley. <clears throat> I'm gonna have Auburn beating Indiana because I was at a Pacer game earlier this year that Mike Woodson and the Indiana boys were at, and uh, you know, unimpressed, just unimpressed. I feel like I could have scrolled in there for a couple of layups, just you know, quick up and unders. Yeah, but Auburn's really well, whatever. It's inconsistent. No, I'm saying that's what I'm saying is I could I could be on Auburn and I can score on Indiana. Uh, Xavier Texas, hmm. a great game, and I have Texas winning. Uh, I, you know, te- first of all, Texas A&M and Texas should be played at the Cotton Bowl. <laughs> Dusty Farlow should With fly Lindsay in on the Nelson helmet. calling the game. Yes. <laughs> That'd be good. Yeah. The old Cotton Bowl. Did you, you ever see it? Uh, in the 88 Cotton Bowl with Tim Brown, January 88, uh, the <clears throat> Notre Dame lost 35 to 10 to Texas A&M. It looks unsafe. Yeah. It looked like old Soldier Field. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Actually, it was way better than Soldier Field, probably. Uh, all right, I'll have Texas beating Xavier because I'm a UC fan. And uh, uh, let's just have Texas beat Auburn because uh, Well, football. if you have Auburn getting all the way there. Someone's got to beat Houston. Yeah, I, hope, I, 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 I pray to God. All right, let's go west. Okay, this is Kansas and Arkansas yep. and St. Mary's and Connecticut. St. Mary's and Connecticut. I have St. Mary coming out of the first round and Connecticut coming out of the first round, beating VCU. And St. Mary's breaking my heart and beating uh, Illinois. Breaking your heart? Arkansas, Illinois. No, Arkansas is beating Illinois. I'm going to let Illinois beat Kansas because I keep telling my kids to move out of this town into Champaign. Yeah, he keeps telling his old man, too. Uh, well, you know, it's just. Anyway, I have Kansas beating Arkansas. Kansas is a very good team. They're, All right. They're a very good team. And, you know, they got the rules of basketball hanging in their gym. So I should be in most gyms for these kids, you know? Don't you think? You know, when you have the ABCs up there in kindergarten. It's just, don't, it's you have nice. a copy of them, don't you? Yes, I do. Look like the rules. The yeah, you, putting on old paper rules. I, I've I've told this story a couple times on the podcast. I got a call from my dad like the week I got a cell phone, and he said, "Hey, I'm at a mall, and James Naismith's uh, grandson is here." And I was like, "Who is this?" Because I hadn't <laughs> set up my uh, the names yet. Yeah. And uh, and yeah, so uh, we went, went down there and, and heard him complain about Latrell Spewell for 20 minutes. This is good. You know, ten years after Latrell Sprewell was in suspended. the in the basketball rules, is there something about cornrows? No, but there is something about punching the ball. Uh, it's like they're really, really like several times they mention like boys. <laughs> Stop that! No, like I it, it it's I get it. It's it is blown up. It is ready to bounce. Yeah, can you imagine a basketball back then? It had to be like a tether ball or a, a volleyball. I would have, I would have tried Isaiah Thomas it in. I would have tried to bounce it as hard as I could off the ground and had to go up into that peach basket and sit like shooting it. No, I got no control over that. But if a giant bounce ball, I can yeah. do that. Yeah, I would have been that guy, and then Joe Folks would have rented me anachronistic. Actually, I would have been kicked out for fighting. Um, <laughs> yeah, oh, but the five four fat guys could score a basket with a bounce. Oh yeah, no, they still can. There's a guy down the block. So you've UConn beaten St. Mar- Mary's beaten UConn? Hey, let me go back Sorry. to the videotape. Yeah, yes, I have, Saint Mar- I have Connecticut beating St. Mary's. Okay. Because they're West Coast. And I, you know, 
if I admit my heart, the West Coast teams come you're, on too you're late. You're doing streaming stuff by the time St. Mary's is on. You've yeah, moved on from... Yeah, yeah. I'm into other stuff also. So, yeah, I have uh, uh, Kansas and Connecticut, and then Kansas, Kansas is a good team. Okay, for the for the listeners, you're going to have to either either address that I'm into other stuff also thing you just named there, <laughs> or because none of us were listening in the last five seconds. None of us were hearing what you just said Well, there. sometimes by the time that uh, Kansas and the West Coast teams come on, like St. Mary's, I am somewhat somnolent, and uh, there's still a glass in my hand. So I may miss a thing or two as the night bears on. Finished crime dramas is what I hear from, <laughs> from the upstairs. Oh no, duck! They're all driving Skodas, and it's something in the. And it's all it's very complicated. But they all have British accents. Yeah, it's really do. weird how that happens. Even the dragon shows. Okay, so uh, you've how UConn and Kansas? You have Kansas beat UConn? Yes, I do. Okay, and coming in too, another West Coast team, UCLA. This should be a hell of a game. UCLA is come, is peaking at the end of the season, which is good. And Kansas is Kansas. And uh, I have Kansas winning, but that, go, that game could go either way. And if I had to bet my wife on either one of them, I wouldn't do it because I, I, I don't know. Horrible, horrible thing, yeah. Uh, but okay. I have Kansas coming out and winning and getting into the final four. Okay, so you have UCLA... You have, uh, you have Boise State and Northwestern. How are you doing there? Who do you, who do you feel? Oh, wait. Where are we going? Where bottom. We? Very bottom. Right. You got Northwestern. Yeah. Oh, Northwestern's a very good team. They're the typical Big Ten team. They have nothing outstanding. You know, they don't have a 7-4 player. They don't have a 6-6 a six, six forward that can hit from the corner. But they have they're, – they're just dynamic. And Chris Collins has really put it all on the line this year. He really wants oh, this. Oh, Chris Collins is our coach? Yeah. Oh, I bet they're good. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. All right. Boise State is Chris off. Chris Collins did you a good favor in, in our past. I understand. I understand. Okay. Uh, Gonzaga versus Grand Canyon. Now, I Gonzaga, well, I have him against TCU. Now, do you recall that for some reason we had a VHS tape from the video store of Grand Canyon in our possession for years? Remember the movie Grand Canyon? Is that yeah. the one with like Danny Glover? Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And uh, everyone Steve tries Martin. to find peace because everyone. Got, no, not Steve Martin. No, it was like one of the first. Let's look it up. Movie. Yeah, Danny Glover, Kevin Klein, Steve Martin, Mary McDonnell. Yeah, no, it's Mary there. Louise Parker. When someone gets shot and everything rolls into this big movie, right? Yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. eighty hours long. Yeah, and oh, Lord's Kasdan. Okay. Oops, yeah, sound. it's one of those tearjerker movies that everyone is wrong and everyone is right. I don't watch. Plus no nudity, so what the hell? Can well, you I mean, if you're gonna, if it's back, then you're gonna rent stuff back. Oh, Jeremy Sisto, say no more, is in there. Say no more. <clears throat> uh, he uh, when he uh, uh, writes his name on uh, things, he just signs it as Sisto, as I would too if that were my name. Okay, so you didn't. So Gonzaga over Grand Canyon uh, featuring yes, Sisto. Gonzaga against UCLA, which should be a hell of a West Coast because Gonzaga gets all the press that the back Pac-10 teams don't get. And they come out every year, and they're winning. And so UCLA's got to have a pretty good, I don't like you, towards Gonzaga. And that should be a hell of a game. Okay. But I have UCLA winning because they're better athletes, and they're coached by the old uh, Xavier coach. What's his name? The Baldetta guy. Uh, 
something. Pete, Pete Krentazic. No. Mike, Mick Cronin. Mick Cronin, no, yes. that's not yeah. true. Mick Cronin was a bass player about the hoople. And, <laughs> yeah, well, uh, he gave it up too much drugs. Uh, not enough, I heard. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, now he's at UCLA. He should settle down. And he, he remember he coached, uh, was it Xavier or Cincinnati? Oh, God. Then I feel bad. Well, I've I boycotted both <clears throat> since. Uh, it is amazing how, what Bob Huggins did to the Cincinnati fan base because everyone loved winning but unlike other places where coaches were obviously I mean who recruits a player that can punch a horse out oh, the best <laughs> the best so there was all my friends and people that I respect college professors and stuff went yeah but that Huggins guy now they don't contain that same attitude towards Kelvin Sampson and such and Patino and such who gets laid in a restaurant on a restaurant table. Under, even. Okay, it might have been rambunctious. Uh, and he just comes steaming along. And Bob Huggins sits down there in West Virginia, gains weight, so he has to change the size of uh, his sweatsuit or whatever you call those things, warm-up suits every year. But coaches good, strong defense. Coaches good. I sat, I went, I, I did a Nike camp in 2000 and I sat in front of, on these bleachers at the Nike camp where all these coaches and assistant coaches were all watching. What year is this? This is the year 2000. So he is still at UC and I see Bob Huggins come in with his minor entourage and I'm like, I'm, I'm just going to hover around that entourage. And he had an early cell phone, 2000, one of the early small ones, and he just talked smack on a cell phone about like 30 people that I didn't know any of them. Like if I were a connected college person, I'd be like, ah, he's ripping on Mick Cronin. But it was, it was, it was hilarious. It was the, not the people on the court. Not the no, no, not making fun of kids. I mean, there was comments on, you know, he's playing better than he was at the blah, 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 you know, but it was, it was just most <laughs> talking shit. Ah, it's so much fun. Who was he talking to? Whoever was on the other end of the cell phone. Well, that part I know, but I just wonder who's unloading on. Because I was just, I, you know, I was hopeless because I just didn't know. Any, I could tell you, who, you know, who the twelfth man on the Orlando Magic was at that point. Good camp, good go, good, good, good camp. I, I don't, don't know how Travis Diener made it out of that camp alive, but uh, he made it out of the way where I got. Okay, so you, have, what's your final four? Uh, oh, Houston, and wait, I have Kentucky, Houston, Arizona, and. Perdogdu. See, when I say Perdogdu, it's automatic because I'm a Notre Dame fan and I've been rooting against them forever. But now I live here, and this is a good hometown team. No one talks about how the fact that they're a year away from being better because they don't lose a single person. Martin, the great defensive guard that can kind of shoot, can take a COVID year next year. They will not lose another person. And my son to my left, tells me that the pros will not take Edie yet, which is fine with me because I don't think they should. And that's going to be such a hell of a team next year that I would fill it in right now that Purdue will be in the Final Four next year again. Anyway, I'm not bragging. Where were we? Uh, to 2024, the side of the Final Four, the Cotton Bowl. Uh, <laughs> okay. Lindsey Nelson here bringing you to today's. I need a plaid sport coat quickly. Oh, I got some of those. So, Purdue's got I got, be... Yeah, I got Arizona, Purdue, 
And because I had hometown and I'm, I'm picking Purdue and I got Houston and Kansas. And because I'm afraid of Houston, literally afraid of Houston, I have Houston winning. And because I have to be true to my school, I pick Houston to win it. I wish Purdue would win it. I don't even know if they can get past Memphis, to be honest. But I have them in the Final Four playing Houston. And uh, I have Houston winning because I have to have a sense of reality into wow. this these picks. Wow. I mean, it's your father, and he tells you about morals and values and how things are going to straighten up in the end if you just... It's a battle of attrition, this life. And yeah. he's just telling me in the end of it, Calvin Sampson's going to take well, down that net. We never know if Zach Eady may run into him because he has the look I have now. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, you can't see me, which is very good for you. But I'm in the process of losing weight. And you can see Calvin Sampson's trying, knowing he's going to be on primetime TV now. You can see the old man throat and oh, you can see nice. the, the losing the weight stuff that he's trying to get it. sharp for. Yeah. He's trying to get ready for that song with confetti pouring down on him. Yeah, that's no good. We can't have that. No, no, no. Matt Painter doesn't have to do that. He's a solid, strong, good, smart basketball coach. Doesn't Plus the cardio that. facilities around here, as you've, as you've noted, are, are tremendous. So yeah. he doesn't have to, to deal with that, uh, I have it. The the Bill Bradley jiggle. Really. Oh yes. No. Well, God, Princeton, sweet. Should, should have seen him in the Olympics. No, I'm not the thing under your neck that drags down. Oh, See, turkey, I'm more familiar with Bill Bradley from the turkey thousand uh, turkey waddle. Yeah, yeah. Turkey waddle. President. Bill Bradley. One of Bradley. One of the best basketball players ever. Was the f missing piece to those Knicks back then. When was that? Seventy. With Seven. Willis Reed dragging his leg out into the court and. Uh, Beating the, the Lakers. Bill Bradley. Phil Jackson. Don't we all love him so? Did you hear that they had a... Uh, and for the second team? For the 72 team? Or the 73? Whatever team that ended with Phil Jackson winning and then going and doing acid on a beach one time and then writing a whole book about it. Uh, well, it takes that long. <laughs> uh, uh, they invited... They, they brought them all back to the garden because it was the Earl Monroe team. And yeah. they had the celebration, and Phil Jackson couldn't go because he, he traded. He just wasn't good. What do you mean he wasn't good? He was the GM, oh, as the GM of the team recently. Oh, we that's already, yeah, right. Yeah, we've already forgotten. Yeah, all those people that go to New York to die because they think they're going to change the world. Never could understand that Jackson going to the Knicks. Much less, how could he tell people? How could he tell his neighbors he was not working for the Knicks? Jesus Christ! Does anyone remember those Bulls Knicks games? You don't. You don't. You don't get over those. You don't get over those punches and those elbows and those rebounds and those the the horribleness of the Knicks. I I digress. He's, college. he's the only coach I can find on any of these. You see me all day <clears throat> going through these old newspapers and looking at old stuff. He's the only coach I can find that actually actually talks smack about another team in the middle of the season. Like just spoke honestly on record about how the miles are getting up there on Patrick Ewing and Rolando Blackman isn't really yeah. working out. And Pat, and they're like, we went to Riley for comment. Pat Riley who's usually the most loquacious ahead of everything person in the history of the NBA. was like, yes. uh, I don't what we're doing this now. I don't. Yeah. And Jackson went to school on Riley because when the playoffs came along and he would leave the loaded quotes for the paper, the refs the next day and stuff, 
Jackson was just as good as Riley at doing that. Michael's not getting any of the calls, and poor Bill Cartwright sitting down there at Will Purdue getting hammered by the likes of, what was that brother's name? Uh, there was that Dominique Wilkins. And oh, Gerald Wilkins. Gerald Wilkins, yeah. Those big, bad Knicks. God, it was such a relief when the Bulls would get out of their conference playoffs and get into the the, 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 the finals. The Western Conference teams were always like a vacation. It was like, this is just a, a matter of time. All right, we have seven minutes to tip off. Who? <clears throat> Who's the first game? It's, uh, no, it's the Sluggers against the Tim Tams. Yeah. Uh, here, let's open some packs. You got your glasses. I got my glasses. <clears throat> Shout out to Keith Parrish. So, best pack wins. Oh, I mean, we could. Do you have to take out the garbage right with this pack? These are from 92. So, this is the second title year for the Bulls. <clears throat> we are, I am 12, 11 and 12. Who's that guard on the Dallas? Is that, that's not Steve Kerr, that can't be. Uh, the, uh, the guy from uh, the Jerry Krause loves, Brad Davis. Brad, oh, Good guard. Yeah. Good yeah. guard. Yeah. I got team cards here. Yeah, Utah, no one's Utah Jazz, they're all in the line leaving. <laughs> <laughs> is Utah? No way. What the hell am I doing here? Uh, Rod Strickland, one of my favorite guards ever. DePaul. I'm from Chicago. What? Uh, God, Skip Dillard missing that free throw to this day hurts. And I'm a domer. To this day, Rod Strickland was a good guard. Uh, Rasmussen. Well, Mrs. Rasmussen knows where he is. Yeah, another team card. Another team card, yeah. To watch Lenny Wilkins squat. Uh, you got the same one. Kendall Gill, Illinois. When the Illinois was hot, they, they recruited, that's for my home bases, they recruited all the good players in the state. They got everyone and thought they were going to get there. They almost did. Mark Price, longevity and shorts. Cleveland Cavaliers, boy, what a tough team to play for. Who can't forget Jordan jumping in the air? Yeah, those are good, and that's tight eyes. <clears throat> that almost looks like Sam Bowie. It's John Boschler. And it is Sam Bowie. Is it really? He yeah. got all the way to the Nets? Yeah. Can still walk? He had an okay last five years. Like he well, was still playing seven in two. Why would you not? Like right. he was playing in the NBA when 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 Michael Jordan was in. Oh God! Look dad. at that on cue. Michael Jordan game card came up. Oh, wow, that might be worth something. Good I think I, I think I got the good pack here. Yeah, look at that! Hello, oh, how would you? Guess. Sam Bowie is the Guess. next card. Can you believe it? Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, and then there's the Mickey Mantle rookie. Yeah. Oh yeah, I wish. Wow. Oh wait, he's wearing a Nets uniform. Is that who he's in this one? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Nice. He was playing in the NBA when uh, when Jordan was playing baseball. Even. And when Jordan is coming back. That's how long he lasted. Well, that's good news. Yeah. Except in Portland. Yeah, poor guys. You know, I remember that's that. incredible. I remember that because we, we knew the Bulls, we Bull fans, who had watched him get all this piston stuff close and not quite. And I remember the big raging arguments we would have in April and May Sam Bowie, because the Bulls sure needed a center. 
And Bowie had been just tremendous in college. Uh, Jordan, who is this sophomore who is, you know, he hit the shot to beat Georgetown and all that, but he's a sophomore. And he's a guard. He's a guard. Do we need a guard? I don't know. And apparently we did. And Sam Bowie went on. To, I'm glad he made the Nets. I'm glad he kept playing. <laughs> you have right. a million team cards. Yeah, look at this. Milwaukee Bucks, everyone's got their back to the camera. Yeah. Is that a clue? That's how we know their names. <laughs> yeah. The the Bucks were so competitors against the Bulls in the old days. Uh, when they had Kareem and Oscar. What a team, Kareem and Oscar. Kareem had just become Kareem and Oscar had been Oscar since he played in Indiana. He was he was so good. He did everything he could possibly do, and he did it like he was on medium speed. He'd gently come down with his left hip out in front, dribbling the ball, and he'd get to the front court, and he'd look to where it had to go, and then he'd, then he'd run. Then he'd start to boom, boom. And Kareem would get those passes and hit an outside shot. Boom! Oscar, every time. He's famous in this state. He won big things. Uh-oh. We have to call his mother, Fred Roberts. Do we know Fred Roberts? He looks a little scared to be out after. Uh, yeah, yeah. Mom! Another team card. card. San Antonio again. They were hot that year, apparently. All right. My son will now name the players I'm looking at. Uh, Terry Cummings, Sean Elliott, David Robinson, and uh, Zero. The guy was, I should know Zero. That's a I double don't. number. Yeah. Terry Cummings, huh? DePaul again. Is there a better, more polished power forward in the pros that got unrecognized? Yeah, 100%. Because like, the other one would be Marcus Johnson, but he was more of a, a, yeah. a wily all-around scorer. Yeah, and he wasn't as tall. And, and Terry was just God. He loved God. He was very Christian. And he was ordained. A good man. But Sal Thompson, my hometown of Indiana, I remember kind of him. I just remember him big. What college did he go to? I don't even remember. Texas. Ah, that's why. Back then, we didn't get a whole lot of Texas television. All right, here's that. We'll do that one real quick. I was going to do it, but that's another hoops. Kenny Smith. If you don't know about Kenny Smith, just tune in TNT. He'll tell you within five minutes all his greatness. Where did you watch the Buster? Where were you the night? Oh, you probably working. The night of the Buster Douglas-Mike Tyson fight because he would, because no one thought it would be a fight. It was on in Japan, and I don't think it was right. a pay-per-view. Kenny no one saw it. Really? Well, it was on at 4 o'clock in the morning or something. Uh, anyway, Kenny Smith won it the night that that happened. Uh, dunk contest. That was, boy, that was a surprise. I think it was a Sunday morning. I think it was a Saturday night, the, the fight, and Sunday morning, I rolled out and went to the bar I was working at at the time because we didn't have all what you kids have today for information. So it slowly petered in from uh Japan. I do remember Sports Center that morning, that Sunday morning, <clears throat> had no rights to the video, so they had to right. show that same still shot, still of, shot uh, yeah. of uh, him trying that to That is such a crunching punch. Jesus, God, it makes you just boom. Horace Grant, the Doberman in the Bulls championships. The man, if he didn't pick it up and play properly and be just giving it to the team, uh, could have been a big pain in the ass. He could have been a Dennis Rodman without as much talent. And uh, he was good. Don't want him to shoot the ball a lot, but defense. <laughs> uh, 
rebounding and playing well and being a team. He was he was those Dobermans. Scotty and him fleeing down court to play defense. Six nine and six seven. They were good. Better than his brother, too. Here's Mark Price. We've already said great guy, great guard. Unfortunately had to play with Cleveland all his life. Poor man. Don Nelson. Holy cow. I'm old enough to remember watching with Bill Russell doing commentary, the Celtics and Don Nelson. And it was almost a 1950s set shot. A one-handed flip. Always good. Always Boston. Always strong. You know what he looks like now? Uh, probably like me. A little wider. He looks like Jesse Winchester. He looks like... Uh, Jesse Winchester? <laughs> he's got like a... He lives in Hawaii. He's got a tan. He's got long hair. He's got he a long hair. hair? He stopped drinking and all he smokes weed all day. And he's and he's just like... He looks like... Uh, well, let's go visit. I know. Woody, he looks like Woody, Woody Harrelson's Would he have stories? The one that wasn't involved in JFK. Uh, yeah, he does. And there was this terrible journalist that went to try to go get some out of him a couple of years ago. And the guy looked them all up and down at the poker table and said, you know what, I'm not talking to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. You know. Gotta be Greg Elo. Oh, another Cleveland set. He's the one that Jordan beat on that shot. He's the one who hit the shot right before the Jordan shot. Yeah, but remember, they went into the title. They went into the timeout after that, and he was Pleading with, uh, um, no, uh, Ron Harper, Harper was pleading to guard Jordan. And the coach put, was it Lenny? Yeah. Lenny Wilkins put Elo on Jordan because he was a little taller. And Harper to this day is insistent that he would have stopped that shot. Todd Light. Lichty. Lichty. See, I don't know him very well. Sounds like a Rambus. Kurt Rambus. Hey, who's got the uh, athletic tape for my glasses? I can't go out there until I tape these things. Come on. I got to see who I'm going to hit. Ah, he was something. Strong, mobile, and he just hit you. Those are the Laker-Boston games and the Laker-Detroit games. Rambus was a handy little fellow to have sitting down by the OK Corral. Wham! My glasses are taped. I'm not going to get hurt. Okay, this is, I don't have a clue. Oh, it's a team card. That's Michael Adams, all five foot nine and a half. Yeah, Boston College, right? Uh, Yeah, okay. And some cool uh, graphics. 90s Saved by the Bell graphics. Yeah, that's got to make this card worth at least $2.50. Randolph Keys. Only his mother knows where he is. Grant Long. I remember that. Kinda. He was like a, 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 a Horace Grant type, little thicker. He looks like he's not a center. No, nah, but he's he, a forward. He would be right now, but he's a, he's a big four. Play of the Heat, play of the Hawks, but just unheralded. Yeah, <clears throat> played with uh, Doug Collins. Really liked him in Detroit, uh, and he just he was around. with Detroit, right? Later on, yeah, yeah, I remember him in Detroit. Him and Otis Thorpe and oh, Ricky Green, fastest man in America. Whoa, see him go up court. Dribbling the ball, maintaining the dribble. Wasn't he the fastest guy in the yes, NBA? Yes, 100%. He was fun to watch. Was he? He was the Michigan guard, wasn't he? See, that sounds like it. Vincennes, JC, and then Michigan for two years. Yeah, he took him to the, against Bobby Knight against the 68 team, 67 team that was undefeated. And uh, Ricky Green and Michigan were tough. Jerry Grody, Phil Hubbard. 
uh, uh, they almost beat. But then Indiana came out in the second half and played the greatest half of NCAA tournament basketball ever. They scored more points. I think they scored 53 or so points in the second half, which is wow. a record, or was a record. I don't know if it still is. Yeah, Kurt Benson and, and everyone. Uh, and Bobby Wilkerson hit Jerry Grody or someone in the head uh, in the beginning of the first half and was out for the game. And he was uh-huh. their Scotty Pippen. Not Jerry Grody. 6-7. Here's Dull Harris. <laughs> Catching strays. Catching strays. Dull Harris did not know when he woke up today to watch a little basketball somewhere in Indiana. He's just going to get burned by uh, his pet name, Dull Harris. It Did. was like a weird thing growing up when you would see Steve Martin and Dell Harris and just like this pre naturally gray people. It was just like, <laughs> is that going to happen to me when I'm 32? <laughs> if I still have hair, it will. Plus, we were the one of the rare houses that had the Nick Lowe albums, too. So I got to see that. And it was just like, no, please don't. The pre-naturally. Yeah, for Mac McDonald. You know, it's just like, oh, when is this going to happen immediately? Fred Roberts again. Well, here, who, this is fun. And the other one's Mike Dunleavy. I saw him play, and he was a good Milwaukee yeah, guard. He was. I don't know who I would trade if I tra- see Roberts wearing the Bucks uniform, and Dunleavy certainly did. I, I wonder who I'd trade it for, for each one. Well, remember the Dunleavy. It's funny you say that, because Dunleavy was actually traded to the Bucks as a coach, and then oh, he was he that guy. And then he was viewed uh, as a head coach in 1981 after three seasons as an assistant to Dull Harris in Milwaukee. Okay, so after this card came out, right, the Lakers agreed to release him from his contract and and received in response uh, Dwayne Cooper and Dwayne Whitfield. Two Dwaynes. We want both Dwaynes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it Dwaynes my memory to think of the last bad trade I made with you guys. That's good. That's strong. That's strong. Uh, and then, yeah, that's when he uh, uh, came out to... Okay, now let's him. give Fred his last three seconds of fame. What did he ever do? Fred may have had double figures in a year. Was he? Did he went to Boston eventually too? No. Yes, he did. Yes. Yeah. Bring him young. No wonder. It's amazing to get. You know, you're. If you're bring him young for four years, you're a kind of good athlete because they don't try to encourage you to come out because they do not need a mission. That's my last shot at religion, and I'm through all the cards. Well. Uh, my days of hosting this podcast are over. Uh, I'd like to thank all the listeners that tuned in uh, for these many years. This is clearly my father's podcast now. <laughs> He's way better at this. And uh, I'll talk to you guys soon about, I don't know, some stupid stuff that Kelly has to come up with. Uh, you know, Ozzy Osbourne or something, maybe. Say goodnight, Gracie.